This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora, and a hearty greetings to all of you from me, Pete Cameron, and the people that help make Running Together happen including my family, Yen, Brent and Bella, along with Charlie, Kate, Sinclair and Nikki from Plains FM. At this time of year, it's often warm outside and it's easy to work up a sweat when exercising. For those who perform endurance events, which, let's say, are longer than an hour of fairly intense exercise, you need to manage your hydration to either take fluids with you or to have them available as soon as you finish. When we talk about endurance events, there's a wide range of them, from the very long trail runs, your backyard ultras, even Ironmans. The last one can be particularly challenging. You have to make sure you can be a great swimmer, definitely not a sinker, an excellent cyclist, certainly not a crasher, and finally, a marathoner, all in one day. My guest today loves to run, but she also loves triathlons. To be as good as she is at both, there must be a mix of talent and training. To do what she does, support will be needed. I am keen to find out more about this force of nature, a person with a ready smile and a steely conviction to perform at her best. Annabelle Bramwell, welcome to Running Together. Thank you, Pete. That was a very kind introduction. (laughs) My pleasure. It's totally earned. Annabelle, first question. Tell me about the Jog Squad. <laughs> the Jog Squad. Oh, it's day one of our 12-week program tomorrow for leading into the Christchurch Half Marathon. It's actually, it was born out of the Hit Squad gym, which I had been attending. Lots of the guys from the gym that wanted to, uh, to do run programs as well, but didn't really know how to go about it. So Matt's done a very good job of putting together a 12-week program leading into the Christchurch and leading into the Queenstown Marathon. So this is season four. Oh, excellent. This is season four, so those seasons would be yearly seasons in that sense? Uh, the, ra- the races, so Queenstown, Christchurch, oh, okay. Queenstown and uh, Christchurch. Oh, fantastic. Yep. So it's a 12-week course and it comes out of the hit squad. So you're going to have to help me. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about the hit squad and what actually is hit? <laughs> yeah, so the I quite like the gym. I know, I know that's quite unusual, but I, I quite enjoy class-based things. I you know, have a history at Les Mills as well, and I really like that group environment. So the Hit Squad's a gym here in Christchurch on Stanmore Road that just does 45-minute high-intensity sessions. And I was only going once or sort of twice a week, and then sometimes not at all if I was doing other training. Really brutal and quite different than my normal slow stuff, but um, yeah, just like being in that group environment. Mm-hmm. HIT standing for High Intensity Interval Training. Training, yep. <laughs> so we're talking, obviously, in a gym base, so we're not talking about out on the track or something like this. Yeah, no, so um, in a gym and during the week, the Monday to Friday, split into different days, some more mm-hmm. cardio, some more strength, and some with kettlebells. So I try yeah. and do something normally strength-based to, to complement the, the cardio stuff I do elsewhere. So when we're talking about sweat, I'm assuming at the end of it, you're quite sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. And in the essentially a shed that it's in, the aircon is is not that great this time of year. It's but, a bit limited. Yeah. 
if anyone wants to know anything more about the Jog Squad or Hit Squad, who should they contact? Uh, definitely on Instagram is probably the easiest point of contact, either Matt or, my, or reach out to myself as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone's welcome. There's a real mix of abilities, which is the coolest thing about it. Uh, yeah. You know, we've got some really fast runners, but we've got some people that are running for the first time. So it's um, it's really fun. And I just noticed when it comes to, I think, the 12-week course, you've got different pacing options as well for those group runs? Yeah, definitely. There's about four of us that kind of pace the sessions, but it's always an out and back and it's always time-based. So no one ever feels like they're holding the group up. So everyone just turns around when they feel like they're comfortable turning around for a certain time. So there could be even options potentially for people who are jogging and walking. Would that be? Yeah, awesome? absolutely. I think the the way the program lends itself to is it gives you a program for the rest of the week as well. It's just Tuesdays okay. the the group run, and you know everyone's able to run at their own pace. This is a, a regular theme for me with with my guests. I'm always keen to get my guests suggestions about how to get more people not just into running but into exercising I think the people who are involved in this realise the benefits so here's your opportunity Annabelle so you've talked about Hit Squad which is you know gym based but you've also talked about the Jog Squad which is you know outdoor be it you know Hagley Park or wherever it is just around the streets what apart from Jog Squad and Hit Squad, what would be some of the sort of suggestions that you think might work as far as helping people just to get out and to exercise? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one when it's not something that you've ever had to think about too much just yeah. because you've always known it. I've got a few friends at the moment that have actually signed up for Christchurch being their, their mm. first half marathon. and I think finding someone else that's at your level or going through the same challenges with you that you can talk about it with or that motivates you to get out the door. I mean, if you've committed to meeting someone in the next morning, the chance of you actually going to do it is, is so much higher. Yep. And I think just having someone to be able to, yeah, to force you into it essentially. Yeah. And then just not do anything that's too hard at the start. It doesn't need to be hard. It just needs to be a habit that you can get yourself into and, and the hard can come later. Absolutely. That sounds perfect, actually. So I typically ask my guests about the beginning of their running journey. So where did it all start for you? Uh, I mean, I probably have my dad and his group of friends to thank for that. My dad and some other Christchurch Haven members that you know have been running my entire life around Tagley Park in the mornings. They meet on the same corner at the same time, and on Monday to Thursday they run one direction and Friday the opposite way to unwind, apparently. (laughs) Um, And in my early days of, of getting into more sporting activities at school, I was playing tennis and football. It was essentially a way to get fit. And I'd run down um, the road with them to meet them and, and I started off only doing part of the park and eventually got to the point where I could run the, the full distance with them. And so that was probably throughout my later years of high school. Um, I never considered running my sport as such. Mm. I was always considered myself a footballer. I probably yeah. still do to a certain extent, which is um, probably time to move on from that. But I think, yeah, just getting into that straight away into a group of my, of my dad's friends that always ran um, I, I guess I didn't really know any different yeah it's often it's a case of the people that we know the best the friends relatives who actually sort of expose us to those experiences yeah yeah absolutely I mean my dad's uh, I don't know how many marathons he's done now but I think north of 40 so I, you know from a young age always attending running races yeah. um, whether I knew what was involved or not at the, at the time I just it, it kind of became second nature 
you are now part of the Whippets Running Project. Yep. Was that the first running club that you've been part of or have you been involved with any others? I think when I was younger, Christchurch Haven, I, when we all kind of learned to do athletics, I certainly did that for a couple of years, but football and tennis took over pretty early when I was mm. young and I had been over to the States for, for college to play and when I returned, you know, I got back into a bit of running with Dad and, and, the, and the boys, so I didn't really kind of know where that environment sat and I didn't really feel like there was space for you know, to join back to a club, it mm. just didn't really inspire me too much. And I actually met Dan and a couple of the guys from up in Auckland who had formed the Whippets Running Project yeah. and, and what they were about. And I think it just really lent itself well to possibly not your typical club running type environment and just something a little bit different. So, yeah, it was, it was cool to be able to form that down here in Christchurch yeah. and get some girls back, that girls and boys, but girls especially that probably had fallen away from that typical running club environment for a yeah. while. Can you tell me a little bit more about the Whippets Running Project and, and why it was such a good fit for yourself? Yeah, sure. I think before they came to Christchurch that Whippets had formed a club up in Auckland and possibly that, you know, we don't have a junior rank, so we're not a typical club in that sense. Mm. However, when we formed it here in Christchurch, a few of the guys from Auckland were moving down and just felt like a, a natural progression for, for a club down here where... There was a whole lot of kind of similar age people that wanted to run together that possibly didn't have your typical structure in terms of wanting to do certain races and things like that and, and just wanted to have a, a group to run with on Sundays. And yeah, um, yeah it's, it's kind of built and built from there. Yeah, there's lots of speedy people. <laughs> I, I see them sometimes in, in Hagley, but it, more often than not, it's your 20s and 30s or late teens to 30s, would that be about right? But that's probably always always expanding though, isn't it? Yeah, always expanding and certainly open to new members mm. and with effort in, I think just because of the, the group that we've had so far and friends bringing other friends in, it's just turned out yeah. that way that it's a lot of your 20 to 30 year olds. Um, yeah. There's a few, quite a few of our younger girls that have just finished uni and, and right. moving through that, but then we also have a few of us that are, are certainly later, you know, it's been a while since any of us have been at uni, so yeah. 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 And just briefly, just sort of going back to your time in the States. So I've had a number of people on the show who have gone over there for a running scholarship to an American university. So was yours a football scholarship, was it? Yeah, mine was for football. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, certainly, I definitely didn't consider myself a, a runner probably until I returned from there. But yeah, I was four years over in West Virginia. Um, playing for Marshall University. so Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Lots of good experiences then over there. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I think I always hear mixed reviews of the American college thing and I think maybe possibly I'm always talking to runners and it's probably such a high-pressure environment, whereas I was in a team sport and, mm. you know, I loved every minute of it. I would encourage anyone to, to do that. Um, certainly a huge opportunity for, for females. Yeah. So you started off with tennis then in, more into football or a little bit of, a little bit of running there with, um, with dad and friends. When did triathlons enter? Because that's a little, <laughs> bit, that's a little bit different. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a left-field decision. I graduated from college in December of 2012 and uh, my dad and Richie Merritt, who you know, and a few of the other boys were doing 
Iron Man New Zealand for their 50th birthday, which was in March 2013. Oh, wow. And I said that I would <laughs> do that with them without any real understanding of what was involved. <laughs> so I had um, three months to get a bike and get myself together. So I was lucky enough that I had um, swum the distance before and I had done a marathon before as well. So I had those two under my belt. It was just the learning to bike part properly, you know, for an endurance event like that. And, yeah, I competed in March of 2013 was my first one. That's incredible. You must have been very fit already because can you explain briefly for anyone who doesn't appreciate just what's involved in an Ironman? Yeah, sure. So it's just a 3.8K swim. <laughs> Sorry, no, not just a, a 3.8K swim, 180K bike and a marathon. But I had come off the back of, you know, in America, Yes, sport is almost a full-time job. Yeah. So had come off the back of four years of really hard training in the gym and things like that. So it, it was a lot, but I was coming from a reasonably strong base. Wow, that, that's really impressive. Was it in Taupo? Yes, yeah. It was in Taupo. And you've done more since then, I'm sure, and once further afield. It was obviously not that brutal of an experience <laughs> that you went, no, I'm never going to do this again, or been there, done that, and you know, I can move on to something a little bit easier. What was it about the triathlon that you made made you realise I actually like to do this again? <laughs> well, that one I was after you recovered. Yeah, <laughs> I was reasonably young in a younger age group, which was eighteen to twenty four at the time. That day, I managed to get a spot for Kona, which was World Champs. Oh wow! That October, and you must have done well then. <laughs> and my dad said to me, "You might never qualify again. Like you have to go." <laughs> so I took my spot the next day, and you have to sign up for the ne- the race the next day, and. So then I was locked into another one that October and so you spend the year training and I think more than anything it was we're very lucky here in Christchurch. We've got an amazing amazing grounds with the Port Hills and yeah. but more than that I've just got an incredible group of people that mm. I actually enjoy the the process and training with my friends probably more than the race itself. Um, yeah. and to be able to spread that over swim, bike and run, it, you know, it's pretty special. So fast forward to you in the back of an old green Land Rover. Ten of you in wetsuits with you sitting on top of several people. You're smiling away. So what had you and the other swimmers just done? <laughs> so I think that must be – it was a couple of years ago, but it was mid-COVID and, and we had a, f- a few of our crew that were training for their first ever Ironman. And as everyone knows, a lot of everything got cancelled. So what we decided to do was run our own one in, in up, up in Kaiteri, which – for those that have been to Kaiteri, we know it's a reasonably hilly place, mm. but we made it a little bit more friendly. So we we all swam together, but it was a waved start. So the fastest swimmers had to start last. And then we had a, a team kind of transition, which involved the Land Rover up to the <laughs> Land Rover <laughs> drive up to the house. And then we rode the 180Ks together. And then a few of us completed the marathon. So it was quite lucky we had a few people join us for, for bits of it, which was nice. So it was actually an Ironman that you The very organized. first one was, the very first one was, and since then we've decreased the distance of it. We decided that oh, okay. it was a bit excessive. Yeah. Oh, wow. What an amazing experience. <laughs> was the weather good? No. <laughs> but we had committed, so it was, um, it was a long day out. Yeah, I believe it was quite wet. Yeah. And now that we've made it a little bit more of an achievable distance, it's an mm-hmm. annual thing. So I think we're up again this March to do a, a shorter distance one in Kaiteri. So you've actually created an annual event, have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well done, you. We all need support to do what we do. 
even if it's someone to drive the Land Rover yeah. <laughs> uh, to transition. Uh, from training partners to coaches to people preparing food or drinks for us to those yelling encouragement out on the course. So I want to get an idea of the support network that you have built up behind you that enables you to perform at your best. Yeah, <laughs> where do I begin? I've, oh, I've been extremely lucky. But obviously my family and um, mum and dad from such a young age always exposing me to sporting events and, and always very encouraging. There wasn't an opportunity that they let pass. Um, I, they actually even let me go up to boarding school at about 15 to go play football in Auckland for a few years to try and do that type of thing. So um, they're certainly top of that list. And for the past 10 years, of my partner, Dylan McNeese, um, who was an ex-triathlete as well, he's it's handy having him, <laughs> um, having been through all that. He thinks I'm crazy that I do it for fun when he, <laughs> he had to do it for a job. But oh, And I've also just been so lucky with a, a huge group of friends here in Christchurch that have similar hobbies and, and very supportive um, for the early, especially training for races through winter, um, always training in the dark, always training in the cold, but, yeah, very lucky. Yeah. I think runners, distance runners, they often sort of maybe complain that, you know, they've got a two-hour training run that day or something like that. It's a really long. But we're talking about three- or four-hour cycle yeah, rides def- yeah. uh, as well as the runs, as well as the time in the pool. So... There's a, it's a big commitment, isn't it, when you're talking about your Ironman preparation anyway, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. And, I mean, when you think about it like that, the, the other people that are volunteering to come with you for, you know, north of a four-hour ride or a five-hour ride mm. in the cold, it's pretty special. And your yeah, dad's group of running friends, um, there's also a very good group of cycling friends that we all ride with on a Saturday. And the amount of hours I've put in with me <laughs> over the years has been, yeah, incredible. Yeah. It, I think it is the probably the cycling one, for, certainly from a time point of view, but when it comes to running, if you're running in, in the hills and what have you, do you have any running buddies particularly? Or Yeah, absolutely. We've got a good group of girls here mm-hmm. that we've kind of all put ourselves in a, reason, a reasonably similar schedule, which is mm-hmm. handy. One of the girls training for Coast to Coast at the moment, Rebecca Kingsford and um, Laura Wood training for Ironman, so um, they put on a lot of hours with me last year, so <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, coming back yeah. from a bit of an injury but trying to do the same now. On the topic of injuries, <laughs> runners are very well aware of the the ease in which you know the, the body can break down if we're we're not not really sort of careful. But you've got the added, particularly with um, with cycling and you know crazy drivers and things like this when you're out on the road. How have you been managing? Injuries and sort of yeah, injuries are tough. One, I went a long time thinking I was really durable, and then it was one of those things where little niggles start to happen, and one thing leads to the other. But up until the November, just being November of twenty two, I I had never had a a seriously major incident um, on the bike or or running. Have had a few fractures and things like that along the way, but um, I had a bit of a had a bit of a. Bike crash on oh, late dear. late November, so have had a just recovering from it, a fractured hip and oh, um, my goodness. a few days in hospital, getting myself cleaned cleaned oh, up I and see. stitched back together. I see that. So was it a car that was at fault or uh, no? We were racing. Um, there's a, a four day stage race called the Five Passes, which is really oh, fun. Okay. It's Christchurch to Hamner, day one, Hamner to Greymouth, day two, 
uh, Grey Mouth up to Arthur's Pass, day three in Arthur's home. Um, and about two kilometres from the finish, I required an ambulance pickup. <laughs> two kilometres from the finish. Oh, my goodness. But, um, I hadn't had a crash in, in 10 years of of riding my bike, so I was probably yeah. overdue. <laughs> overdue. <laughs> but as far as managing that, so you've been a very, very active person. As you mentioned, you know, we're talking about a hip. It's going to affect most of what you do exercise-wise, isn't it? Yeah, this this summer's been the first time in a long time. I haven't been able to do anything, so I spent a full seven weeks of absolutely nothing, which I couldn't tell you the last time I did. Um, And it was more because of the open wounds. Um, This fracture was very small, just on the top of the hip, so structurally should be quite good. So I've just just back into it and and have been able to bike for quite a few weeks now um, and and back in the pool, so... um, Hopefully my running fitness doesn't take too long to come back. Mm. Was it a difficult transition into essentially not doing much or yeah. did you just fill up your days with <laughs> you know, work and you know being with friends and things like this? Yeah, I think for me this time around it was actually um, quite needed. I think I had a – I did Kona last year, last October um, – and had had a reasonably rough year just of sicknesses and little mm. niggles, which I, I've never had to battle with before. And I think come November when I crashed and I spent those few days in hospital, I just knew it was time for a break. Yeah. And so I think, although it was a reasonably brutal way for the, to realise it was probably what was needed in order to listen to the body, yeah. um, I quite often don't do that. And so um, although it was a, a bit of a change and, and a bit harder on the head at times, I think I knew deep down that it was needed. Mm. So what are some of your most memorable achievements to date? And what is in the pipeline over the next year or two for you? Oh, memorable achievements is a hard one. <laughs> I don't probably feel like any of my running as such is probably... You're a bit too modest, I think. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, I certainly think that first Ironman that I did was like on such a short build-up without really mm. knowing what was involved um, at the time. I probably didn't realise how big it was. I had never done another triathlon. I hadn't done a half or I think Weebix Kiwi Kids might have been my first one prior to that. So, <laughs> the slight change. <laughs> um, it was a reasonable jump, I think. A reasonable jump. In hindsight, I probably could have gone through the Olympic distance type normal steps that's what someone mm. would take. Um, so, But I think getting to do that with Dad and, and some of the guys that I had known my whole life was really special. Mm. And getting to qualify, even though I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, it's probably only just taken this last few years to think of myself, like I said, not as a footballer. Um, <laughs> so to kind of change that mentality of you're a multi-sporter, essentially, has, has yeah. probably taken some and it's time. a decade, really, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is a decade. Yeah. It, it took me a full – I've done nine Ironmans now and – it was a full decade later until I went back to Kona, so 2013 to 2023. Oh, okay. So that was quite cool. Um, yeah. And I had a, a, a great group of friends come over and support me in Hawaii. And So even though that probably wasn't the day I'd hoped for last year, yeah. um, it was a pretty special having a, a huge group of people there. It's great that you did it in October rather than it was sort of scheduled to December <laughs> or something like that, isn't it? That'd yeah, no, really cool. it was good. Yeah, that's great. So anything coming up in the next year or two? Well, after uh, after the crash, it was 
it was definitely a, a time for a reset and I didn't want to put any pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm 12 weeks out from Christchurch Marathon, the, oh, yes. the, the idea starts to pop back mm-hmm. into your head. I've never actually done a proper marathon training with that program without yeah. always focusing on something else. It was always just part of a build-up somewhere along the line, so it'd be quite nice to be able to run that. But mm. um, in my current run form, it might be a bit tight, but we'll see how we go. So, yeah. Uh, well, you could help some people through with the half marathon because have uh, you started up with the Joe Squad yeah, event? The, yeah, have, tomorrow, yeah, so we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. And, yeah, very happy, like after the, the break that I've had, just happy to assess how I'm going um, and, and do some fun races through the year. Uh, our group of friends always does the peak to pub and we're doing Able Tasman, so there's a, f- a few fun ones yeah. on the schedule. So you were the face of the Take <laughs> you were the face of the Take to Akaroa road relay for several years. The poster girl for the event. Can you tell me of your experiences of relay running and what involvement in its replacement, the Lowburn 68, will be in your future? Yeah, sure. I'm not sure how I got roped into being the face of that, <laughs> but um, I think um, I remember years of, of dad and and the boys running Taki Dakarawa and always being in the car and getting, at the time, what I thought, towed around, but probably not at the time, realising how special it was. Um, and then there was probably two or three years where I got called up to be in a relay team for Christchurch Avon and, and just the incredible history behind the race and how special it is. Um, I was reasonably disappointed, obviously, when that, that finished, but I, I mean, I understand the challenges that events are going through at the moment and, and how hard they have to fight um, traffic management and safety and things like that. The last two or three years that I, I did Takeda Akaroa, we did it as with a group of friends because you could enter not as a club, just as a corporate group. Yeah. And the, the day is so special. It kind of encompasses everything that people love about running. Um, you're doing it with your friends. You're having a relay. Everyone's part of the team. Um, you get to have a few beers afterwards yeah. <laughs> and, and enjoy yourself. Um, I think what they, they managed to do with Bottle Lake the following year well, when they had to do a quick turnaround, was was quite different, but also really special in itself. Um, that everyone was running the same course, and um, everyone got to watch everyone came through. I yeah. didn't anticipate I'd love it as much as I did. Um, so I raced that year with the whippets, which was good fun. Um, unfortunately, I missed Loburn's race this year with my with my Kona build up, or like, sorry, last year with my Kona build up. Um, but yeah, hope to be able to to partake in, in the relays going forward. It's it's definitely a very spa, special part of the running community. Yeah. And it's, it's a cool course out there, actually. It, it's trying to take some of the some of the great things about the Take to Akaroa and also you know, some of the benefits of Bottle Lake, which I think was a bit of a revelation in the sense that you, know, you could see everyone running, something you obviously couldn't do when it comes to uh, Take to Akaroa. Yeah, I mean, I think even when we get, get to watch the, the fast men's teams and things yeah. like that, you never actually got to see them. They were so the far up the road. Yeah. Um, so actually to be able to see the, each runner come through was, was mm. quite a different and unique approach, but I liked it. Yeah. Now it's time for some quick-fire questions. So I'll give you some options, and you can choose which works for you. So here we go. Shoes with lots of cushioning or very little? Very little. Very good. Uphill or downhill? Normally uphill, but downhill at the moment. (laughs) Downhill at the moment, okay. Trail, road, cross-country, or track? Trail. Trail. Choice of favourite running distance. A half marathon around Hagley Park... 
a marathon at Taupo or a 5K on Landfall Road in the Bottle Lake Forest? A half around Hickley Park. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in between. So if you had a choice, which order would you have the triathlon events? The current order, which is swim, cycle, run, or a different <laughs> order? I'd like to have the run first, but the thought of having to get into a wetsuit in itself um, <laughs> <laughs> when you're tired and sweaty is probably too much. I think the swim has to be at the start. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, And maybe the cycling at the end? So you have oh, yeah. swim, run, cycle? I think I still need the run at the end to try, and catch, some people, try and catch some people. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. At the end of a run or probably during a run, actually, especially if it's a marathon, you need hydration. These are your options. A Gatorade, Powerade, some sort of electrolyte, beer, chocolate milk, water, or juice. I'd like to say it wasn't beer, but for those that know me <laughs> and listening, they know it is probably beer. At the end of the run. <laughs> At the yeah. end, during a run, um, pure nutrition, for sure. Sure, pure nutrition. Relays or individual runs? Relays. Relays. <laughs> and a runner or a coach, and the coach can be a triathlon coach, you greatly admire? Um, I think you've probably, there's the two of them, you've probably already mentioned, Erin and Scott. They're pretty inspirational. Erin Baker, Scott Molina, shout out to you both. Annabelle, it's been a pleasure having you on Running Together today. Thank you so much for sharing your running and triathlon, your exercise journey <laughs> with us today, and all the very best with your recovery and smashing out those triathlons, runs, cycles, and whatever you do in the future. All the very best. Thanks so much for having me.